I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland with Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning live on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow, mixed with tequila and wine. On an empty stomach. Oh, we're back on a Monday. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me on a long walk to Cleveland, the podcast that proves that life is a lot of work for little in return. I'm Rudy Povich. Big show today. Talk about uh, what's going on over the weekend, plus a couple of movie announcements. I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but we got somebody on the Gabby Pepito case who's going to blow the lid off this thing. Also, uh, chat a little bit about uh, what was going down on Saturday. Uh, as I was uh, out of town in northern Minnesota. But first, say hi to some people, huh? Good morning, Scooter. Scooter saying hi to everyone. Every- See, that's why I love this community. Everybody comes on, says good morning to everyone. It's a great way to start the day, is it not? Uh, also, let me know, guys, if 945 is a good time for you. Um, because I am... Uh, I- I- the only reason why I always went with 945 and just sort of stuck with it, be- it was because that's what time... The morning show, the radio show, ended. It ended at 9.30, and that gave me 15 minutes to run down to the other studio to do the show from there. So I just always went with 9.45, and we just stuck it. If there is a better time that works than 9.45, let me know, because I'm uh, I'm in, and we'll try to figure it out, right? Uh, let's see. Scooter, absolutely love your picks from the weekend. Thank you very much. They was, oh, it was so nice to get out, just enjoying nature. I was... Um, I was kind of having that moment out in the duck blind where, you know, the sun's starting to come up and it's breaking and the 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 treetops, you're just being able to see them from afar. And, you know, the water's super calm and you got the duck decoys in front of you and it feels great. It felt so good to just be outside, you know. I try not to when I'm in those moments, like if I'm outdoors and I'm, you know, if it's hunting, if it's fishing, if it's hiking, whatever it is, try to just stay off the phone as much as I possibly can and taking my camera with me and just enjoying, you know, nature for what it is and trying to capture those really nice moments. It was great. It was fun. Uh, you know, the family was up there, me, my two uncles, my cousin. Uh, we had a blast shooting at ducks and telling stories and drinking. I mean, it's all the same stories you've heard a million times. That's sort of the allure to going on opening weekend. (laughs) You know, I mean, I don't know how many times I can hear about, you know, back in 1974, there was about 5,000 bluebills on this lake. Yeah, we we know, we know, we know. You jumped them up in the middle of the lake. No shit, huh? Wow, that's a crazy story. I enjoyed it the first 91 times I've heard it. (laughs) But, uh, But it was fun, man. It was a great time. And of course, to come back Sunday night to this. Crosby to try to win it. And the kick is good to win the game. The 49ers couldn't take enough time off the clock at the end. All Aaron needed was 37 seconds. Oh, man, what a game last night. Ah! Green Bay Packers victorious. For the San Francisco 49ers, that was a hell of a game. Even if you're not a Packers fan, you have to admit, that was a hell of a game. It was was so much fun to watch towards the end, especially all those San Francisco fans. I dig San Francisco. I feel bad whenever their teams lose. I like the people out there. I like the the city. It's a cool place, but son of a bitch. 
I don't want to get into like all the details, but like there's 37 seconds left, and anytime under 30 seconds, the team probability of actually winning the game is less than 16%, and Aaron Rodgers has a probability factor of winning the game. I don't want to get into all the details of it. It was just exciting, and it was the shit to watch. Damn. I uh, drank a little too much last night. You know, more than what I should have. But it was like one of those, these fucking night games, man. Dude, every game should be done by 7.30. On a Sunday, come on. We, if, dude, that game did not, if you think about it, man, people on the East Coast, like next weekend, it's uh, Tom Brady going back to Foxborough, taking on the Patriots. Dude, that game, does, it's not even going to start on the East Coast till like 9 o'clock. Fuck, that's, it's, it's far too late. God damn it. Anybody who's like worth a shit who wants to actually do something on a Monday, you can't. It's impossible. But of course, us big dummies, we stuck around and, and watched the entire game front to back. It's fun, man. It's fun watching dudes like uh, Mason Crosby, who's, you know, goddamn, what is he, 38, 37, 38, 39? He's got to be up there somewhere, man, you know? But to watch them guys sort of like, shit, now I got to look it up because that's going to bother me. Because I think, is it Rogers like 37? I think he's somewhere in that vicinity. Fucinity or vicinity? But hell of a kick. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. And I, first of all, I don't want to get too far out by not saying because everyone will give me shit about it. Uh, how old is he? 37? He's also 37. Yeah, man. You know, got a bunch of salt and pepper in the hair. Christ. He looks like some of these kids' dads. Which, I mean, if you sort of do the math on some of it, you totally, totally could be. But I don't want to get too far out of the weeds without uh, mentioning that the Minnesota Vikings pulled out a win yesterday. Which it wasn't like... The most glorious win of all time, but Jesus Christ, take what you can get, huh? I don't. As soon as I got back yesterday, I thought, well, this is either going to be a uh, a dismal season for that team, or they're going to be able to, you know, swing from the fences today and actually salvage. Because, dude, you go zero and three beginning of the season, you're mm, that's a that's a tough. It's tough to like battle back. So it was nice seeing everybody at least enjoying themselves on social media yesterday and not losing their goddamn mind. <laughs> About their team that totally botched it. Uh, what's up, BJ? Nice to see you. Don Pardo. Can you tell me, Don Pardo? Tell me now what I didn't win. I lost on Jeopardy, baby. Uh, let's see. Uh, Anna. Oh, getting back to times that might actually be a little bit more accommodating for people. Anna. 9.15 is when I shut off the morning show and listen to podcasts for the rest of the day. Okay. Well, then we'll keep 9.45 if that's cool. Uh, Lindsay says 9.45 is perfect. Drop the kids off at school. Turn on some Povich. <laughs> it doesn't take much to turn me on. Uh, morning, Danielle. Uh, yeah, some good uh, pictures from over the weekend. It was fun. Please check them out. They're on my Instagram and on my Facebook. At Rudy underscore Povich. Did you guys hear that they have announced... Uh, it was over the weekend. I know everybody was freaking out about it online. But uh, the uh, new Mario movie. Do we need one? No. Are they bringing it back? Absolutely. All the shit that we don't need, they're bringing back. All the stuff that we thought uh, wasn't, uh, you know, was going to probably pitter out. It gets some new life breathed into it every now and again. And this Mario stuff is, as I was kind of going down the the cast list, I don't know if you guys heard it. They put out a thing yesterday about, um, it was all, it was a weird, I don't know, thing I'd found on Twitter. Because you got to go and you got to like do the voiceover because it's all in Japanese. And then you got to get the American kid to voice over the rest of it to give you the cast and all that shit. Just listen, man. All you just need is Seth Rogen. If he's going to be a part of the movie, 
Just have him do a quick TikTok video and tell us what the thing is. It, tell us what the information has to be. I don't need a. I don't need a bunch of like crazy anime fucking flash. I mean, Jesus. There's a reason why there is a warning on the beginning of those, you know, videos and shows where they're like, "Hey, by the way, we might cause a seizure," because it's just nothing but pew 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 pew, pew and then explosions and blinking lights and shit. Man, no wonder kids are all fucking hopped up on Ritalin, but here's the cast for the new movie. First, of course, is Mario, who will be played by Chris Pratt. He's so cool. Next, Princess Peach will be played by Anya Taylor-Joy. I can't wait to see a very spirited Princess Peach. Mario's little brother, Luigi, will be played by Charlie Day. Bowser will be played by the one and only Jack Black. The comedian Keegan-Michael Key will be playing Toad. Even though this is a Mario movie, Donkey Kong will be played by Seth Rogen. Okay, so... First off, they're bringing back this movie with a bunch of people that Charlie Day as a as a Italian plumber. Come on, man, it's weird. It feels weird. I feel like there's a separate conversation going on here. Uh, Amanda, my son received his college acceptance letter this week, and I saw that uh, photo. Congratulations! Right on, University of Morris, dude. Congrats, that's fantastic. All these kids going out and. Uh, I don't know. I saw something the other day about Anderson Cooper saying, dude, my kid is getting absolutely no inheritance. His college will be paid for, but I'm not giving him a bunch of dough. He's got to go hit it up himself. I had a good time at uh, the University of Morris. I um, I don't want to you know, scare the hell out of you, but that was a fun school. We went and we used to go party to. My buddy Joe was a dude that went to school there. So once every, I don't know, three, four months, we'd bop over there, hang out for the weekend. And the first time I had gone, I'm like, yeah, this is just a simple from Mankato. I'm like, yeah, what is it like an hour and a half? I can be there like an hour. Fuck no, it was like four hours, dude. It took me forever to get there. (laughs) But then all the butt chugging and the beer bongs that we did that. Oh, Amanda, I'm telling you, your son's going to have a blast over in Morris. Oh, my God. You know, I mean, obviously their roofie numbers are like way down since the 90s. But I'm telling you right now. Uh, man, it's in the middle of nowhere. Probably some great field parties. Oh, it's a good college. It's good stuff. I know they got uh, a couple of good programs. Like I know Joe went on to be a dentist and that's where he got his like undergrad from, I think. And then went, but said he would have never been able to get into the dental school he went to had he not gone to Morris because it's a good school. But yeah, you're right. They just kind of needed something on the west side of the state. And they were like, well, we got this cornfield and a bunch of bricks. So let's knock down some corn and build a college. And that's kind of how the University of Morris was made. People forget about it because Mankato is the one that gets all the goddamn glory because they get the D1 hockey you know, school and they get all and everybody. I guess Mankato is just like synonymous with partying. But Morris always kind of gets looked over maybe because it's just so goddamn far. Oy, man, that drive. I don't I don't envy that. I don't there was there's a reason why my mom basically just dropped me off in Mankato and was like, well, have a good life. I'm never driving down this far. So <laughs> you have fun. If you need anything, call, but don't. And uh yeah, enjoy life. Have fun. And that was that. She stopped by one time. She showed up to the apartment that we were living in and she's like, Jesus Christ, what the hell is this place? You're supposed to stick it out here for the next four years? My God, you guys. It was uh myself, my uh my buddy Tim. And then this dude that we knew who was a few years older than us, this guy named Ryan, the three of us living in this total shithole apartment in Mankato called Devonshire. And the only thing I really remember about Devonshire is there was never enough laundry facilities. There was always like a line out the door. 
It was super expensive. People who lived there were all college age kids. It was right down the street from the campus. And one time, this was, God, I was totally dating myself. It was before, you know, the advent of cell phones. So I had gone to work at this pizza place called Pally Eyes. I was working at a radio station, went to work that night, worked until like 1.30 in the morning, left, went back to the apartment, no cars in the parking lot. Everybody's gone. I'm like, what in the fuck is going on here? I walk inside. I go down the stairs into my apartment. There's a dude in there in like a hazmat suit with this giant oversized vacuum machine. And he's like running it on the carpet. And I said, uh, what's, uh, what's up, man? And he was like, oh, yeah, dude, nobody called or told you? you yeah, you guys can't stay here tonight. Uh, the sewers backed up and it backed up into like basically everybody's apartments. So the, what was there, four apartments or so 12 apartments in our side. He's like, everybody got shipped down to um, uh, the Holiday Inn downtown. So there's a room waiting for you. All you got to do is show up and they'll bring you in. I went down there. That swimming pool, man, was like goddamn spring break. It was unbelievable. College kids all over the place. People drank. It was just like, it was a free for all. You give a bunch of like 19 to 22 year old kids a free hotel room on a Saturday night. Dude, they are going to party. They're going to party hard. And that's exactly what we did. We came back uh, the next day. Everything was like, they told us like, they tore out all the carpets and said, you know, you guys got to put everything up on, you either got to move stuff out or put it up somehow. And they replaced all the carpets. And then a day later we were back to normal, but Jesus Christ, that's the only thing I really remember about that place. Other than that, it was just nothing but like, wake up, go intern. And plus that city is just like, ugh, oi. I don't know. Be, be happy that your kid's going to the University of Morris because Mankato, you're walking out of there with, I don't know, with the herpes and there's probably some sort of, there's residual effects from going to school in Mankato. Seriously. I, I really hope that my daughter is just like, I'm going to go to, uh, I'm going to go to the farthest reaches of the planet to not go to that school and anything in the University of Wisconsin system as well. She tells me she's going to the University of La Crosse. I will burn that place to the ground before I ever give her the opportunity to be able to go to that school. Because as I've said before, you don't even earn a four-year degree. They just give you one in exchange for your liver. You guys following the uh, Gabby Papito case at all? If you're asking yourself, this sounds like Dog the Bounty Hunter's theme song. Oh, you would be correct. Listen to this gem. I suppose you kind of have made it if Ozzy Osbourne is doing your theme song, right? Kind of. Feel like you sort of have made it. Dog the Bounty Hunter on the case, Gabby Pepito, looking through. Every nook and cranny trying to find this Brian Laundry. He showed up at Brian Laundry's parents' house, knocked on the door. Well, first off, did anybody try that? I know people are giving him shit. Did anybody try just knocking on the door? Probably not. Dog the bounty hunter did. That's why he's got great bounty hunting skills. He was out there. Uh, it's funny because he stopped off at the house. And of course, there's reporters all over the place that wanted to talk to him about this. Can you tell us why you're here, sir? Well. Really? Now, come on. You know, okay? Aloha, guys. Thank you. Do you have any tips? I'm trying to get some. 833-TELL-DOG. We're getting tips. 
every 10 minutes. Are you going to be staying in Northport, sir? I can't tell you all that, but God bless you guys. Aloha. See you soon, I'm sure. Are you not here for publicity, though, are you? And I'm on every night across huh? the country. <laughs> I like they just straight up ask him. Are you sure you're not here just because you need to get your name in some headlines because it's been a while, dog? No, no, no. I'm here for justice. The American way. Also, how's my mullet look? You guys getting it from the good side? Sweet. I can't imagine that the FBI is just like, oh, dogs on the case? Oh, shit. Uh, hey, hey uh, Darren, Darren, run them back real quick. Just No, bring the cornhole bags out. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, well, I know we were supposed to go to Wyoming, but dog's on the case. Yeah. Yeah. No, man, he's got it handled. So if that's cool. Yeah. No, shit. Yeah, man. No, call up Bethany. You can go ahead and get Carly over here. Yeah, my, have him stop by the liquor store. Get a, uh, Pick up some mojitos. And yeah, fuck it. I, I guess if dog's on the case, we don't need to be looking for this guy. What the fuck, man? See, this is where it starts to become circus rhetoric. Now we got this dude who's... Now, I get that dog about... If somebody were to go back, they would go, listen, the guy actually has like such and such years in law enforcement. Blah, blah. I get all that shit, man. But I don't know, he's fucking getting loaded up with zip ties and paint guns. Like, I don't know. The dudes he usually takes down are like small-time criminals, correct? This isn't him. I... I what are you supposed to do? Like, step in front of, like, CIA and FBI agents and be like, well, listen, man, you know, fucking, we got the cameras here and I got the van with a couple of zip ties. We'll fucking find this guy. Don't worry about it. Just pounding on the door of the parents' house, which I know seems like a silly move and you're doing it for, you know, just for showmanship. But at the same time, I thought, well, fuck, did anybody else try that? <laughs> None of you guys, all you guys are talking shit. Nobody ever just like thought about like, well, hey, did anybody just want to just go see if they would answer the door? I mean, you never know. Apparently they've been looking for this dude in a swamp. 25,000 acre piece of Florida is where they suspect that he is. And watching some of that body cam footage, this poor girl, I felt terrible for her because there were witnesses saying that there were instances where he was hitting her on the sidewalk in public and then they both got in the car and then he hit her again and then they drove away and people had called 911 and were like hey you know this white van there's a domestic and then and then they actually sat down and, and had a conversation with the cops where her audio is her basically saying like no listen it's me i'm listen i'm crazy i'm crazy and you're like dude that is fucking textbook abuse trying to uh, you know being in the position that this Brian Laundry is in, making her seem like these are all of her faults. The reason why those two are arguing, it's your fault. The reason why this isn't going well, it's your fault. So, and then when I read that they had found her remains that were consistent with it, I thought, what the fuck did he do? Remains that were consistent. What does that mean? Because... When they just say a, the body of, you go, okay, it's a fully intact body, but remains that were consistent with, Jesus Christ, man. I mean, at 22 years old, your body is so filled with like rage and hormones. I mean, there's a stat out there that if you were to get rid of all males between the ages of 17 and like 25, violent crimes would go down 85%. You're so hopped up on testosterone and you're, and you're still a child at that point. 
Your brain isn't fully developed. And now you're adding in alcohol and emotions. You don't know how to handle them. And these fucking people just like, they go off the goddamn deep end at that age and don't know how to handle themselves. And then get into these situations where they, trust me, at the beginning of this trip, they both looked at each other and went, this is a fucking great idea. Dude, we're going to hop in this van. We're going to drive around the country. We're going to be Instagram famous. Everyone's going to love us. This is the best idea we ever had. And about 72 hours into it, they both went, we fucking hate each other. We hate each other. And obviously it is ending terribly. And I I don't know. The more and more that we sit and watch this, the bigger of a circus it's going to be. If you think about like the OJ thing, like if they would have just been able to like put a lid on that thing right away, it, it wouldn't have gotten out of hand. We wouldn't have had the white Bronco. We wouldn't have had all the shit. But it just got like crazy and, and it just kept building and building and just like throwing more fuel on the fire. And this is exactly where we're at. Now you got Dog the Bounty Hunter showing up with a couple of goddamn zip ties and some Oakleys on, pounding on dad's door. It's just going to keep going, man. It is. It's just going to keep going. It's awful. And I feel terrible that there's friends and family out there that are watching all this unfold while you still don't have answers. That's the problem. That's got to be the hardest part, right? Because they got to be having a funeral for this gal coming up. Did it already happen over the weekend? I thought I had seen something that was like, hey, they're having at least a memorial service or something along those lines. But then while this is all happening, you have to basically stay away from all sort of all sorts of media. You're, there's no way in hell you're going to be able to like have a conversation with somebody um, without his name being brought into it. This poor girl's family for the rest of their lives are going to always have to hear this name. Uh, Amanda, memorial services were yesterday, I think. Yeah, that's the problem with like being up north and not a lot of Wi-Fi and just trying to get away from everybody is that this shit just goes by the wayside. I completely forget about it all the time. Uh, Gracie, the frontal lobe is so so important. There's a, a chemical change that happens, especially in dudes' brains. That after you procreate, your brain just like starts to release this chemical that's like, okay, you've done your job. Now you are done. You don't need to fight anymore. You don't need to go to the bar. You don't need to, because basically what we're trying to do is spread our seed. It is our job to keep the species alive. And thus, that's why, you know, we're always out there fighting with other dudes. Hey, stop looking at my lady. That's where jealousy and all that bullshit comes from. But eventually, when you finally, you know, make a baby, your brain's like, oh, our job's done. We did exactly what we set out to do. And now we need to calm our asses down. So once you start like, I mean, ask any guy who talked about like, you know, professional drive. Ask any guy who's ever had a baby that in that first like six to nine months, dude, they're still kind of like, I think I can pull this off. I think I can do it. And then eventually it just starts tapering off. You start spending less and less time with the things you you wanted to do. Um, you know, professionally you start because now your job is to protect this thing where before your job was to make this thing. And that's two different drive shafts. My friend, that is a, that's a high low, you know, you got that four wheeler in high when you're trying to make babies and then you got to like pull it back, my friend, because you got to be able to like raise this thing. So your brain's like, all right, maybe we stop jumping off cliffs. Maybe we stop going to the bar. Maybe we stop riding motorcycles without helmets. And it does go opposite sometimes. And sometimes guys just like, they want to run away from it. So they, you know, they throw down the hammer and get even crazier. Um, Let's see. 
Marie, interesting. Never thought about that. Yeah, it's it's um, I can't remember the name of it. It was on a yeah, it was something or another I was listening to, where I made about it in Freakonomics, which is a great podcast. You guys should check out Freakonomics. I really like the stuff that that podcast does. In fact, over the weekend I was listening to it, and they have a uh, they have a, a a bit about police, and they were talking about why why it is that we have to have a police force. And somebody who was on board with, um, I think it was, was she a law professor at Harvard? Ugh, I'd have to go back and find it. I was going to pull a clip and then thought, damn, fuck, we got enough audio today. But um, it is, uh, it's a really, really gracie, great book. Oh, yeah, the book's amazing. The book is like mind-blowing. And the documentary that came along with that book is really good. But that weekly podcast is great. And so much like free-flowing information that basically they were talking about, all right, so how do we get police officers to stop killing people? Well, most of the time where this happens is in vehicles. So back in the day when vehicles hit the road, it was donkey carts, you know? It was bike paths and shit that we were driving on because we didn't have roads yet. There were no stop signs. We just So after like 10 years of us driving on the road and smashing into shit and not really having any sort of like laws, they finally brought in people that drove in other cars to police people driving cars, much like we have highway patrol and all that shit now. And eventually those folks turned into the police. They started packing heat because people that were driving cars started packing heat. So now you got, you know, it's adding fire on top of fire. You got Drivers with guns. So now you got to have the people that are enforcing these laws with guns because they have guns. And it just sort of keeps escalating that way. And one of the things that they had talked about was maybe they could pull it back uh, if we only had certain police officers that weren't called police officers, but they were actually like traffic enforcement. So there would be no guns. Which is, as I was thinking about that, I'm like, I know it's, in a utopia, that is amazing. The problem is when these guys get pulled over and then the police officer has to walk up to the vehicle, there's a guy in there with a gun and then the, the, you know, driving enforcement doesn't have any sort of weapon. That's the part where it gets a little hairy. But when they were talking about, hey, if we could just have these guys walk up and enforce laws and hand out tickets... If somebody obviously has a, a warrant out for their arrest, there'll be an arrest. But we wouldn't have these situations where, you know, uh, people are getting killed inside of their vehicles. That's where, I don't know, there's some crazy stat, like 81% of all cop deaths start with a vehicle. Start with some sort of vehicle. It's a vehicle infraction. And that's where most of the, all this shit starts. So if we could start pulling police off of traffic stops and putting traffic enforcement officers on the road. And as I'm listening to it, I'm like, oh my God, that is like, that's absolutely, that's the, why have we not thought of that? And then it sort of dawned on me like, oh shit, that's right. Because the bad guys got guns too. So, I mean, not that it would be for everybody, but it would feel kind of reckless to tell people, hey, uh, go walk up to that vehicle that's got the tinted windows so you're pulling over for a busted taillight and have them roll them down. And then you yourself are stuck out there and if this guy does have a warrant, then you do have to call backup. But in the meantime, what's going to happen between now and then? It's awful. Ah, it's, I don't even want to talk about it. As I was listening to it, I was just, I was getting anxiety and sad at the same time. Marie, sadly, it's not a perfect world. Most cops get shot during traffic stops. 
Yeah, that's the other problem too. Is you know, like I was saying, that the, the sometimes the drivers have guns, and that is that's the biggest issue. That's the biggest issue is you have to have a police force that can protect itself and other citizens from harm. And unfortunately, since the bad guys got guns, the cops have to have guns. So it was very interesting. Like I was uh, as I was listening to it. I thought about that and just, man, I was like in a perfect, perfect world. Wouldn't it be great if, you know, just, just the right people had the head guns, just the people like I'm a gun owner. I enjoy guns. I love to shoot them. Would I ever turn that gun on somebody, a human being? Absolutely not. I'm one of the good guys. I'm not packing heat. I don't go to the bar like with a pistol. I don't, I'm not a big handgun guy. That's too much power, way too much power for a dumb species to have so much power in your hands. That tiny little, that tiny little thing that you can conceal inside your jacket could take out multiple lives in seconds. That's too much power, way too much. Uh, maybe the civilian would feel less threatened, but hard to say. No, you're right. Totally. I, I, I thousand percent agree. If we could be able to figure out a way for just regular folk to be driving down the road and not have to have a police officer walk up with a, you know, goddamn pistol on its hip. It'd be nice. It'd be a nice place. Just unfortunately, they don't know. I mean, you can't mark the car, you know, It'd be nice. Just a giant flag up, you know, kind of like those old school, like bike flags that stood up like, like, remember those things? They were like eight feet in the air and they had a big orange flag on them and they did it so people would be able to see. The kids, as they were coming down the street, be nice to have that. Like, dude, I have no weapon. I'm not packing any heat. I'm good. You feel free to search me, whatever you need. I'm not one of those dudes. But just unfortunately, man, you never know. And then they talked about like impeding on people's rights and why it is just to be able to like have a law enforcement officer go through your vehicle, the steps that it took, Supreme Court and appeals and all that stuff, because these guys were pulling people over and essentially just like searching vehicles. And somebody went, dude, you can't just go into somebody. I mean, that's like basically their home. You have to have a home, like a search warrant to get into a home. Why should that be any different with a car? And it's, just, it's a whole mess, man. I feel terrible about it. And as I was listening to it, I was like, fuck, man. It, that's, the, that's one of the biggest problems is that we got so many shit bags out there that fuck it up for the rest of us. I got pulled over on the highway one time. Cop searched my vehicle, completely took everything out. Everything. I mean, this guy was a dickhead anyways. And searched every last compartment of my vehicle. The glove box, went through all of my bags, went through all of my coolers, went through all of my hunting stuff, found nothing, and then just left it on the side of the road. And I'm like, first off, dick, you didn't have to fucking do that. I told you I didn't have anything. Uh, And then he did that move that kind of pissed me off where he goes, you look nervous. I was like, nope, not nervous. You're saying that. Because then you can go back if you find anything and put in your report, I look nervous. I'm not nervous. I know I have nothing in that vehicle. You feel free to search it. And then the guy, when he didn't find anything, kind of got pissy about it and fucking let me go. I think he he may have given me a ticket. I can't remember. But I was like, man, dickhead. Fucking. But I get it. I get, I totally understand. Like, it's his job. If I'm, he saw the Wisconsin plates and thought, well, this kid's probably hauling some meth over the border so and the tattoos probably didn't help either you know the judgment that gets passed so 
I don't know. As I was, uh, as I was just listening to that podcast, so phenomenal Freakonomics is the name in case you're just joining us. Um, I really, I really loved it. I loved it. I thought it was great and it was very interesting. And I don't know. That's it. Listen, I thought we would have had this shit figured out by now. Like when I first heard about like us arguing about abortion, I'm like, well, that shit will get cut. Like, you know, we'll wrap that up in like two years, right? This will be simple. And then you find out we've been arguing about this shit since like the 60s. And you're like, well, what the fuck's the matter with us? My God, is this all we do? Is all we do is argue about just tiny shit like this? Fucking who cares? Jesus Christ. Why does that have to be a big, why do we like take these like things that are, could just be wrapped up so fast. And if you don't like it, fucking tough. Move on then. Figure out something else to complain about. That is the thing that just like, you get into these arguments with people about the shit that's just been going on forever now. And go, what the fuck, man? How are we going to spend our lives? Is this what we want to do for the rest of our lives is argue about this shit? Because I'd much rather, you know, go fucking, I'd much rather take a drive over to Wisconsin and like hit like nine breweries and enjoy the rest of my life than having you assholes sit and argue with me about all the shit that we should have taken care of years ago. Why is it still happening? Ah, I hate it. Uh, Things you can't argue about, though is a long walk to Cleveland merchandise. You can find that now at rudypovich.com. A couple of shows on the way, October 8th, Friday night, uh, I will be at uh, Sisyphus Brewing in downtown Minneapolis. I'm going to be there for my buddy Joey Hamburger. He has got a, uh, is it a CD release show? Something like that. I can't remember exactly what it is. But either way, I'll be at Sisyphus Brewing with him on October 8th. It's a Friday night. And then coming up October 22nd, Friday night, Hog's Breath in Roseville. That show going to be me, Andrew Whiteliner, and Tommy Thompson. I believe it's a free show. I asked the other day, I'm like, is there a charge for this show? And they were like, meh, we'll find out, which I think is going to be a free show. So hopefully, man, you guys uh, can uh, make your way out to it. Should be fun. So in the meantime, find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and Stitcher. And every single day, 9.45 a.m., we go live on Instagram. Again, thank you guys so much for taking a long walk to Cleveland. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.